If you're listening, no, I am not Shania Anise because we are abiding by the, ru- the rules and regulations of quarantine put in place. So today I will be your host, Pastor Nathan Cassis, but we have with us today Pastor Tony Cassis. Hello, everyone. And we also have the one, the only giving us the download from heaven, Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, guys. And so my job is a bit different today because I'm usually one of the guests, but today I'll be hosting and shout out to Shania, who's going to be receiving on the other end. Praise God, we have a great, great subject to uh, portal on today. And so um, just letting everybody know that, you know, uh, in these times... We are praying for you. We're covering you constantly in prayer. We are always seeking God for the next step. And uh, if you haven't already, I would encourage you to go online to our Facebook page and see the messages that Pastor Tony preached um, this previous Sunday. The first one, the cocoon effect, and the second one on the power of Goshen and that blessing. It was so powerful, uh, so much interaction on Facebook we were so blessed to see um, nearly over a thousand views on each message. So God is using this time to broaden our reach on the interweb, and uh, we're really, really excited. So, Pastor Tony, I'm here, <laughs> just coming in. Let's recap on the cocoon effect and those messages that you spoke because uh, they were so, so powerful. Thank you. Yeah, God gave me a blessing with those messages. Um. The cocoon effect was basically explaining how sometimes when God wants to do a deep work in us to expand us and to, you know, um, expand our reach, uh, he he puts us into a really tight spot. Yep. There's a lot of people in a lo- in a tight spot right now. You know, the, you. these restrictions have put us sort of on a like a shutdown in a tight spot. Um, but I use the examples of Joseph and the Apostle Paul. They, uh, Joseph uh, was a favoured son of the, out of the twelve. Mm. He was somewhat spoilt. Um, but uh, when when his brothers began to envy him, and then that sort of uh, degenerated to hating him, which then degenerated to wanting to kill him. Mm. Wow! Um, what a development! Yeah. Um, you know, God God had to isolate him. Yeah. And so the isolation for Joseph was Portiphar's house and the jail house. And then when when he liberated Joseph, he was liberated to a place where he was literally in charge of the whole nation of Egypt. Wow. Uh, Paul, on the other hand, his example is like when he's in the prime of his ministry, he gets put into a tight place. Um, he gets thrown into jail. Yeah. Um, a lot of Christians, you know... Another isolation. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of Christians have made comment about, well, you know, how much more powerful would his ministry been if he wasn't jailed when he was? But the, the truth is... Oh, wow. Um, Paul's, um, 
Paul was put in this tight spot. Yeah. And it was it was God protecting him, you know, because there were Jews in every single city that he preached that wanted him dead. So what better place to protect his apostle by putting him in a Roman prison? Wow. Wow. And wait, wait, wait. Let me jump that. Hello, Jesus. That is powerful. Yeah, because sometimes we always look at, um, you know, jail as keeping you from getting out, but it's mm. also keeping others from getting in. Mm. My God. Wait, before you get too deep into it, because I know we're going to go on further in this sub- subject and we're going to tie it into today's subject, which is, uh, as Dr. Robin had heard from the Holy Spirit, to uh, talk on the subject of no windows in the ark. And uh, if you don't understand exactly what that means, by the end of this portal, you will know exactly what that means. But before we go to break, and just in this first segment, um, Pastor Robin, Dr. Robin, as the head of our ministries, do you just want to give a message to the people of just of encouragement and just in this time as they'll be listening and some of them have moved into stricter regulations with the shutdown and, you know, there could be some fear that is arising and, you know, uh, maybe some panic, but I know that, you know, you've encouraged us the whole way that God is in control. And so what would you say to those people that are just facing a bit of fear at the moment? Well, I, I think that if we, and I'm not saying this lightly, but I think if we see purpose, mm. purpose rather than judgment. Come on. i got to gem you. Because, uh, you know, we know the enemy has a purpose, but God has a greater purpose. Wow. And that's the thing we should be looking up to see. Nothing wow. else. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not upon the circumstances, mm. the conditions, man's words. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Mm. That's where your redemption's going to draw from. Wow. wow. So, folks, we're going to go into a break, and uh, that'll give you time to fix your eyes on Jesus. And then when we come back, we're going to move into discussing... Um, the four powerful points that you talked about, so revolutionary. I wrote them down, I think, about 10 times on Sunday of what the cocoon effect is doing in the spiritual realm because we always don't see it doing much in the physical realm. But if, like Pastor Robin just said, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, then we'll see those four steps fulfilled in each of their actual phases. So we'll go to the break and we'll come back shortly. Torque New York presents... The official launch of Torque TV. A brand new way to watch Torque New York anytime, anywhere. Get 24-7 access to unlimited shows, classes, seminars, and more. View your content on your favorite device. Commercial free. Access exclusive shows, seminars, and more. And with new content added monthly, you'll always have something fresh and inspiring and challenging to watch. Even tune into our live classes from the School of Apostles and Prophets in NYC. Choose the subscription option that suits you. Sign up today by visiting TorqueTV.org and click the Watch Now button. Torque TV. Equip, inspire, mature. Where we blow your minds. 
we're gonna do it again tonight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You do the portals, Pastor Tony. Portals! Coming from isolation. Portals! Gonna bring you revelation. Portals! Wrapped up in this cocoon. Portals! But we'll be coming out soon. I think I did that really well. I think your falsetto is improving. I Maybe you're getting ready you to release your album. <laughs> My father heard me sing or tried to hear me sing or is heard me what, try to it, sing. Is, is that what they're going to call that? I think so. Yeah, okay. It's going to be an interesting thing. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I've never heard that album or whatever you're talking about. It's <laughs> foreign to me. So <laughs> you guys are all laughing and having a good time. <laughs> And I've been isolated from the music world for not like isolated. 20 years. 20 years. I've got no oh, idea what you're talking about. Oh, no, you haven't. You've just had a few weeks off. Yeah, Shania, and you, you said that you keep you keep saying you're going to bring out an album. Yeah, you're going to bring an album, but what's this year? My Father Heard Me That's Sing. That's going to be the name of the album, My Father Heard Me Sing, but we think it should be called My Father Heard Me Try to Sing. And so I- that's a reference to who? <laughs> No. To just that some are called, some are chosen, some are sent, but some just packed, packed up, and, up went. and went. Okay, I think I'm getting it. Um, Stay in your cocoon. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the encourager does, knows their um, oh, av- avenue. The limits uh, of their ministry. She got you on that one. Pa-ching. Knows the limits no, he of can his or her sing. ministry. No, he, he can, can sing. sing. All right, and... Just, Bring us uh, back on track. Wanna, yeah, I just <laughs> it's, wanna, it's good to have fun. I don't want to take up too much time with the cocoon because you ne- you really need to get back online and see the teaching. Yeah, it's very good. The four purposes of the cocoon. Let's let's uh, conclude with this. I'm going to get my gem button ready. All right, so number one, when God puts you in a cocoon, it could be a jail, it could be a trial, it could be an ark, it could be a cave in the wilderness like David. A prison. Number one, to protect you from death. The first thing he's doing is protecting you from the threat of death. Usually, you're either trying to kill yourself or your vision, mm. or others are trying to kill you or your Jesus. vision. Jesus. Or it's Satan that's trying to kill you and your vision. And you know what? Um, before I jam you on this, I think that's really important to mention uh, with that I saw in the comment thread on Facebook as people were watching this. You said that uh, Satan is trying to kill you, others are trying to kill you, or you're trying to kill yourself. But I think another thing that's really important is sometimes we let even our own vision try and kill us because mm. we get ahead and run we let ahead, the vision. Run yeah. ahead. And so we've, we, 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 we don't Very remember. Hang on. We might run We might run out of vision. Oh, Jesus is Lord. You know, like sometimes we get so ambitious that we let the ambition become the driving force rather than the rima and the revelation that God has spoken this vision into place because it's his vision at the start. Oh, Jesus. You can jam yourself. I'm jamming myself. Number two, um, the the cocoon is to separate you for God's deep character sculpting. I like that word, Mm. character sculpting. And that's actually like moulding the potter in the clay. Here it comes, here it comes. Potter in clay. There it is. There's the sound of your character sculpting right there. (laughs) Snap, crackle, pop. Um, And number three, the cocoon prepares you for something bigger than yourself. Mm. Ah, And And that's usually because... The vision that we originally have that God gives us is smaller than what actually God wants to do with it. Wow, wow. So you're saying God has to take us through a form of 
persecution where we move into an isolation kind of feeling where we feel like everything's been cut off to actually expand us because uh, what we would settle for is not good enough. I yep. don't, don't know that it's so much persecution. Okay, clarify that. Not so much Trials. persecution, not even trial, just a place mm. of isolation. And it doesn't have to be a restriction from any government. God can do it without even that around. You could be in the middle of people and be isolated. It's wow. whatever God wants to do and for his purposes. Yeah, he has an amazing way of using everyday circumstances to sculpt you you know what i'm saying mm. you could be in your home just with your family and <laughs> i'm telling you i'm being sculpted that's what makes him the maker and god can use your family to sculpt your character yes and last of all crickets um the fourth <laughs> the fourth uh purpose of the cocoon is to attach wings oh that's good to the man or woman of god and what, what that literally means is you you go in as an earthly person you come out a heavenly person. You're a person mm. that's, you know, you're no longer bound to the earth like you, you were before you went into the cocoon. Yeah, wow. and I'd like to maybe just add a couple of Please. little comments on that. You were saying about, um, you know, this this is supposed to do those things to you. But, you know, in a, um, when someone goes in, a, a, an animal that is being formed, mm. Or like even the butterfly. A, yeah, even a butterfly, which was a moth or, or whatever ever it was yep. before it became a beautiful thing, right? It literally had to change. Mm. So it had to change its shape, its form, its identity. Mm. It had to change. It wasn't just adding a few things onto it. This yeah. is the key. It wasn't saying, well, I'm going in as this and now God can add to what I already have. Mm. It means there is an absolute change. Wow. There's a change of shape. Mm. There's a change of identity. There's wow. a change of, of your image. There's a change of even what you look like you understand so when that uh, grub or or like a caterpillar and such and, and the lava and yeah. the lava coming from a lava to what it was and then you could say from a moth to a butterfly mm. when they come out they don't look like they used they to look in. yeah the, they don't. The, the caterpillar is basically a walking stomach and the butterfly, <laughs> yes. the butterfly can fly. The, yes. the wow. creature yes. that goes in the cocoon can only walk, but the butterfly comes out and it can fly, and it only eats nectar. Wow! And, and the thing, and the thing is, the butterfly looks beautiful. It looks beautiful, mm. so it looks nothing at all like the grub with the stomach. Yeah. Wow! So you're saying. This is so powerful because you're saying people actually can see now that their cocoon has a purpose. Yep. It's not God punishing them. No, I it's wish not we God would judging them. That. It's not God subtracting from them. It's him actually adding to them. Each uh, all, step, each phase is an addition. All I do is hear, mm. hear it around that it's judgment, judgment. Yeah. Yeah, judgment. Come on with this. You know, God doesn't love judgment. He will do justice but he loves mercy and the thing is mm. 
we've got to see this. This is so important. He, he put all that time into a man or a woman and so he's not going to give that person a chance to change. Mm. No, he would just judge that person. Don't you know the God of the second chance? Oh, my Lord. We need to get beyond this point of thinking it's all about judgment. He judges the world. He changes his people. Awesome. So, listeners, if you're coming out of the cocoon the same way that you looked when you went in, you got to ask yourself, have you gone through those four steps? Have you seen the purpose of the cocoon? rather than just looking at it as a punishment tool from God, see it as a, what did you say on Sunday? A metamorphosis, the process of changing into something new. And you know what? You know what? If you're coming out and you can be recognized, they must, we must not be recognized. These gem buttons are just flowing today. Just again, a New Testament example. Please. Uh, uh, and there's a parallel in the old, again, with Joseph. Isn't it amazing how much you can learn out of Joseph's life? I know, incredible. You, I, I haven't exhausted that that story in 30 years of ministry. Um, it's when Jesus, due every morning. When mm. Jesus went into the grave, right, he went in Oh no! Uh-oh. as the earthly Jesus. Set it up, set it up. But the grave was his cocoon. Uh. When he came out, no one recognized him <laughs> until he reveals himself to him. Mary Magdalene didn't recognize him. The, the two that were on the road to Emmaus didn't recognize him until he opened their eyes. So he looked different. He looked different. And, and Joseph's brothers did not recognize him when they went to Egypt. He Come was, on with this, Pastor Tony. He Tudy. was a different guy. He had to say, I am Joseph, yes. the one you sold into Egypt. Yes. And then their eyes were opened. And even... Wow. Um, Lazarus and the tomb there, that was another one. Another cocoon. Another cocoon. These cocoons are for purpose. Uh. But they're not for judgment. Let that snap, crackle, pop. Your judgment complex. Because <laughs> we all have it. We I'd, all have it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was tempted when we first went into this place of isolation to, so. to be tempted to think, Lord, are you... Are you pouring out some judgment upon New York City? Because, I mean, you know, but then the Lord um, took me straight away to that scripture where Abraham cries out for Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Lord says, if there be 10 righteous, I'll save this. Now, there's more than 10 righteous in New York City. There's more than 10,000 righteous. There's more than 100,000 righteous. So uh, it's not time for the final judgment. And all these people that are spreading this ungodly propaganda, putting a bad name on God's character, because that's what it is. It's propaganda. They're trying to put a, a label on God that he has not yet said he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I see it from mega ministers on YouTube saying, you know, God's using this to wake us up. I would like to think that I have enough of a relationship with the Lord to be able to be woken up in other places. And <laughs> So we would dare to believe that God's waking us up by allowing people to be killed? This, oh, come on, Pastor Robin. That is not a loving God. No. And it's not time, church, for multiplication, division, and subtraction, and also addition. When God says it's going to be time, then he'll do the sums, not you. My Lord. Wow. 
I honestly, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think about judgment so much, Pastor. No. I thought the Lord was calling like a a, a worldwide Sabbath. Mm. Yeah, you said the land needs a Sabbath. Yeah, you said America needed a rest. Yeah, like, um, look, we know because we're originally from Australia, no offence to our American, you know, patriots, but the the, uh, vegetation, the food in America is is lacking nutrients because they don't let the land rest. Well, Mm. Australia's not far behind. Australia is in in the same, it's, it's following the same sort of avenue. You know, but it was sort of like uh, it took a little bit of getting used to. You know, you'd you'd, you'd bite into a tomato, or you'd, you know, you'd eat some tomato, and it tomato was tasteless, yes, and it, and it was sort of blandish. But it's not just the the agricultural part of the states that is getting arrested. Even mm. the world, it's business, it's entertainment, yeah, every industry. Although I heard I heard a preacher today say all the gods of America have uh, been shut down. Jesus, basketball, football. Hockey, uh, uh, Hollywood. soccer, Blah. Hollywood, Broadway, and churches. Yeah, yeah. Come on, have say been this. shut down, and these are areas where you know there's been a lot of idolatry. And, and oh, hallelujah, the church has got a lot of idolatry in it. Jesus. Um, but God, I felt when when I started to observe that the whole world was slowing to a stop. I mean, it's very sad that people are perishing, but. I see the Lord calling a like a Sabbath rest on mm. the whole world. So He is really saying, "Not I'm going to judge this land, judge mm. the church." He's actually saying, "Church, be still, and then you'll know that I am God." Wow! Wow! And, wow! And like you often teach in your worship seminars, uh, Pastor Nate, it's like a worldwide sealer. Mm. Yeah, pause. a sealer is a pause. Take a it's pause. A pause. It's a vermatum in the music and term. Not think terms. about what's about to happen. Mm. Now, mm. the enemy wants to jump in there, no doubt. Yeah. But God is also coming in like a flood too. Wow. Yeah, for the, for the music, you know, um, buffers out there, those that know the musical term, a vermatum in music is actually, like you just said, a pause. And usually it's put in place to reflect on the previous phrase of music and the emotion that that phrase has invoked. So so that we don't pass by so quickly and forget the moment that we just got caught up in. And I think what you're saying, Pastor Tony, is so true. Before this, I think the world was just on autopilot. We were just going, going, going. Now, there were good things happening, but, I mean, someone posted on Facebook and it was such an um, important comment. Never again will the world take for granted... Um, nurses, doctors, medical professionals, uh, medical administrators. It was like, I think the post said, and just like that, in one day, the world realized that uh, celebrities, politicians, all those people that we put on the pedestal, when it comes to the crunch time, really can't change anything. It's those people on the front lines that are the hands and feet of Christ in these, you know, and emergency situations. And that's where that's where God wants his people on the front line mm. in the army. But you've got to have a weapon to be on the front line loaded, ready, ready with the equipment of God. Mm. So therefore, if you're going to believe that you're being judged, mm. then you're just going to give up, fall down, get down and not get back up again. My You're Lord. only a failure when you don't get back up. Uh, so. Look, this has been 
a lot to handle. And so I think this is just so important for people to hear at this time and listening. I, I know it's going to feed their spirits. And don't get me wrong, listening audience, when I say, you know, celebrities, celebrities have a place there to build an image. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying we've been looking at the image a bit too much. Yeah. And now we need to become the hands and feet a little bit more than just the face. Can so, I you can know. I just say one thing? Please. Just before we go for a break, um, one of the things that this isolation is bringing, mm. uh, and it's bringing an importance to the family. Mm. And, and after all, why did God make man? He made man because he wanted a family. You see? And so family is very important. Mm. It's the most important. Yeah. It's the most important. And therefore, we need to get back to what's important. We make man, listen to this, please. Don't make a ministry your image. Mm. Make the man the image of God. And on that note, we're going to go into another break. And we're going to take some time to let what Dr. Robin just downloaded into our spirits land we'll be back shortly hey talk new yorkers we are conducting our connect groups online this thursday at 8 p.m through our virtual zoom chat these chat rooms have been provided to us by the lord and yes we're having it week by week and we encourage everybody to stay connected, even though we're socially, you know, uh, isolated. Stay connected. It's worth the fellowship. It'll keep you encouraged. Just teasing you. That'll be at the end. <laughs> we want to go straight back in because Dr. Robin has a subject for tonight's portal that I think is literally going to blow our minds. We've been talking about the recap of Pastor Tony's powerful message on the cocoon effect. Mm. and uh, I was going to end something with yes. that because I feel that uh, the purpose mm. for Paul to be in jail. His cocoon. Yes, not to be punished by God, mm. just man's different. Let's talk about true punishment that you think you deserve or that you oh, should get or God. somebody should mm. get. Uh, this is a punishment by man. This uh. is not a punishment by God. Purpose has a plan. Uh. And God's plan for Paul was not to be distracted so that he could write the most important mm. part of the Gospels, even beyond, I'm sorry, not the four Gospels, but beyond the, the epistles, four, yes. Yes, the epistles. And that he could, that was such instruction mm. for us as the Church of Jesus Christ. Not your isolation causes no procrastination, which brings concentration. That, oh, my it. Lord Jesus. Wow. So we don't want to be distracted mm. in this isolation or, mm. or this 
stilling process. Oh my lord! Snap, crackle, pop. If you've been getting a little bit distracted, now's the time to go into the cocoon, regroup, still yourself, and still yourself, so you come out looking a bit different, Pastor Tony. Yeah, um, the Lord used the prison years to get Paul to write most of right. the, uh, what we would call the prison epistles. Mm. That's right. I, I believe personally that um, he wrote more than just Ephesians, Philippians, That's right. Colossians. I think some of the other letters were were written while he was in, in prison in Caesarea. He was mm. there for two years. Wow. And then he was in a, on a, in a house arrest in Rome for another two years. So that's a total of four years. But he had a lot of liberty, liberty in, in Rome. Mm. I mean, like people could visit him. He had his own rented house. A lot of a lot of um, commentators believe he wrote the letters in Rome. But mm. I, I think he might have wrote one or two in actual prison in Caesarea. You said he was on, like on house arrest. Yeah. On in Sunday. Rome, he was in like he was under house arrest. Wow. So, um, but pastor's going to swing us into the story of Noah and mm. and all of that. Because there is no windows in the ark. And the ark is also a cocoon. The ark is oh, a... Oh, it's a very big cocoon. A big cocoon. Wow. But just going back to what you said about Paul, you know, I just see what you're saying there, um, Dr. Robin, because let's be real. Paul was a very, very busy guy. He traveled to all these places. So, you know, to pin him down and get him in one spot, sort of like you sometimes when you're on your ministerial, like, you know, itinerary to kind of pin you down and get you in one spot. It's, well, people, you know, people distract you. Yeah. Ah! And, uh, um, you know, and they... Not that they do it deliberately, but put the purpose of God can mm. be delayed. Oh, Jesus. So the Lord in his wisdom set Paul up to be put in one spot to write, like you said, the Pauline epistles, which are like one of the most important, you know, um, revelations to the church. Yeah. They literally Absolutely. are, you know, the equipping and building of the church, not just the gospel, but the church, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, wow, wow, what a powerful I truth. I remember... Um, our, our mentor, Dr. Bill Hammond, when he kept procrastinating writing the his <laughs> first book, The Eternal Church. Ah, yes. And uh, the Lord allowed him to have a really bad um, episode of kidney stones. Oh, my Lord. And when he was flat on his back, um, the Lord said to him, you know, you need to get that book written. That's why you're in bed and I'm slowing your, your itinerary down. Wow. So... He, uh, he wrote the book and he hasn't had a complaint since. And that was like 30 years ago. There you go. I no, know another man. You had to slow him down a bit to... I know another man that had a problem like that. That's a good a friend of ours, Mark Gokler. Mm. He had very similar... <laughs> wow. Very similar. Thought he could just do it all. And God said to him, no. And he said, but if you heal me, I'll... I'll I'll, you know, slow down. And God said, no, you won't. <laughs> mm. ah. and, I, and I'm going to heal you slowly. Ooh. Wow. So I think what the Lord is really trying to say, just to finalize mm -hmm. this last part, mm -hmm. is to see that uh, a cocoon is for a purpose. Mm. It's to give birth to something brand new. Yeah, you said um, on Sunday uh, something that Pastor Tony didn't mention, but you said to me in our own privacy, which I thought was so powerful, it just wrapped it up. Um, we always think that the cocoon is for, uh, what was it, restriction. 
Yes. But the cocoon is actually to give us jurisdiction. Yes. And that needs to be said. And I just pressed the crickets as well because the crickets are chirping. Speaking of crickets, there were crickets in the ark. So oh, bring us into the ark. There I, were lots of things in the ark. I didn't. I don't like crickets. No, so I wouldn't. Have Let me tell you something. If people think that in this isolation, living with people was hard, Noah had it ten times harder. Because can you imagine your roommate being an elephant? I don't even remember. <laughs> I can't even imagine my roommate being a snake. Oh Jesus! Oh my lord. This is this is getting wild here. No, it's the truth. Sometimes, you know, we have a problem in these last 12 to like, you know, 14 days being cooped up with people that we do life with. But can you imagine being on the ark? I mean, they were just cooped up with their family. Well, really, but Pastor, you need to come in and share with us that the ark, what was its purpose? We want to talk about purpose yes, tonight. What yes. was the true purpose of the ark? Well, I, I mentioned that the ark was built not only for animals, but for people. Ah. And so, um, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like contrary to the scriptures. We know that the Lord told uh, Noah to build an ark and then he commanded the, every, every creature that walked on the face of the earth mm. to come into the ark. But remember, Peter says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Yes, he was out there preaching and nobody listened. This gem button's about to get and broken, so I'm swear, I, I tell you. I, and I, I make a joke of it, but he, he preached righteousness for 120 years. So wow. what was he saying, Pastor? He was telling them what was coming, and mm. he never once said to them, you know, this is not for you, this is just for us. Ah! Why would he bother? To preach if it wasn't for man. Absolutely. And and so, you know, again, I, I make a bit of a laugh about it, but mm. he must have either been a really, really bad preacher <laughs> or people were just so far gone that they had what we what Paul would call a reprobate mind. Yeah, well, the scripture says that God had regretted that he had made man. Yeah, yeah but, but but Noah still preached. Yeah, wow. And so yeah, bring that out. Every plank he put into that boat, mm. he would be telling people, you know, it's an open door. Mm. You're welcome to come in until mm. that door shuts. Wow. And wow. isn't that what we tell people now? The yes. the church yep. is the boat. Yep. Yes. The door is Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And if uh, until that day arrives, that last day, mm. you can get in the boat. Which we're not in yet. We're not in God yet. Because God said we would have another generation. We need to make that in very Im we're not in, you know, important. We're, at, we're in the end of days, mm. but we're not at the at last, last day. day. And so, um, you know, Hallelujah! By the grace of God, we've got you know better preachers than Noah through the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and our boat is getting full. Think mm. about how many believers there've been since Pentecost—billions of them, mm. right? But each generation has to, like Noah, preach righteousness mm. and invite people into the boat. The wow. boat is Christ wow. and His church. So, and I'm not. I'm not sort of saying that the church is the the salvation. Jesus is the salvation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the avenue of the boating through this fire, because remember, the earth is going to be judged by fire this time. So it's more like a fireproof suit mm. that Jesus gives you than jumping into a boat. But it's a typology, the church of Noah's Ark. Wow, yeah. a fireproof suit. <laughs> you guys, I don't were, think I've ever heard the <laughs> Noah's Ark <laughs> described as that before. <laughs> Well, um, you know, let's go through that. Noah built 
an arc of gopher wood. We're not sure what gopher wood really is because it's only used in the scripture once. But mm. maybe it was because he was constantly telling his sons, go go for the wood. You know? yeah, I was going to make that joke, <laughs> go for the wood. Go for the wood. Yeah, you beat me. But I've heard other scholars say that gopher wood was also used to build the Ark of the Covenant. Um, wow. I'm not sure about that. There's a different kind of wood. Or was it acacia it wood? Acacia, yeah. Okay. And and that's Good like to clarify. It, it, it's a acacia wood lasts for a very very long time, and that's why the Lord asked long Noah lasting. to, because it's like eternal. Okay. But you know, it, it was made from this special kind of wood. But then Noah painted it with pitch uh, inside and out. Yeah. Not the pitch we've heard about this so before. So pitch is like tar. It's mm. black. It's black. And, and it's, it's waterproof. And it's, it's smelly and it's sticky. Ugh. And it's waterproof. You know, when we have that saying, of if if it sticks, you know, and you can imagine getting on a ship uh. and every time you leaned on the wall, your hand would get stuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I suppose oh that would God. be a good way to balance you so you wouldn't get seasick. Oh, my Lord. And, and because tar is like a, a petrochemical, right, it's, it's like bitumen. Uh, it, it, it would would have smelt would have had a like a, a an evaporative aroma that came off the surface mm. until it sort of coagulated and got really really hard. The ah. idea with uh, pitch is it, it goes on as a liquid, but over time it it dries it and becomes up. waterproof. Mm. And and we're talking inside and out. It was it yeah. Was he said he pitched in it pitch. inside and out. And so there was that aspect. And then you've got every creature that you know <laughs> walks on the ground or or insect, and then every fowl of the air coming into this ship. Mm. And you can imagine not just the smell, the noise, <laughs> the noise. You would have had There'd like be some you know, very very big parties going on. Z- this zoo party. Yeah, <laughs> talk about you know? noise restrictions with roommates. <laughs> and so again, look, people. People excuse the pun pitch Noah mm. as some kind of ancient man, you know. And this yeah. is an, he had aviaries, he had places for carnivores, places for herbivores. Very, very organized. Uh, giraffe, all the tall animals. It, it, it wasn't a mess. He had mm. he had special compartments for each of the creatures, mm. and. He also had a special compartment for his family. He yeah. didn't live next door to the elephants, for instance. Oh, that's good. Because oh. if they had gas problems, it would be a big problem <laughs> oh for my Noah. God, Lord Jesus. Oh. He had signs everywhere saying, no smoking, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of that. <laughs> Bring us back on track, Dr. Robert. Bring us back yeah, on track. I think so. That's as far as you go with that one. Thank you. But I think that what we really need to see is what you were sharing just then. You said that he was well organized. Yes, he's well organized. Well organized. Now, if he's well organized, then the question is, and I mean the answer is, let's say the answer is, when I say there was no windows, there were there were no windows in the ark except at the top. At the top, mm. and that was. For a reason, for a purpose. Tell us the reason. The purpose was to look up. Mm. They were never to look out. Jesus. Let that 
sink in, church. Wow, say that again. Because let me go into please, it further. Because if they had looked out, if the boat was halfway in the water, because it would have had to have been to balance. But if it was that far in the water and there was any of the the windows under the water, that then you would have seen every horrible scene of people that were drowned. So God kept their eyes above. Mm. He kept their eyes above. Wow. You see? And so, you know, and not only that, but that had to be all covered in with pitch. There could not be anything, any break of the ark, Mm. pastor, Mm -hmm. that was anywhere near the water. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been waterproof. Wow. So true. So true. And we often often see, like, man's image of the ark of, of having this huge side door. Yeah, no. and I don't yeah. believe it was it was built that way. I okay. think I think I think Noah, again inspired by the Holy Spirit, had built a ramp mm. along the side of the of the ship because that's what it was. You know, do you realize every modern cruise liner and do oil tanker? Yep. Is based on Noah's model. Yeah, the replica yes, of Noah's model. Yes, it's a replica. Wow. Every boat is a replica. Well, we just saw come into the New York Harbor. It was on the news. The uh, SS Comfort, the president sent, you know, from the uh, um, Navy, the uh, SS Comfort, and just the size of it alone. I think they said it's like it go. It runs for like fifteen blocks. That's how big it is. Yeah, it's pretty. Nine hundred beds, twelve operating rooms. Yeah. I mean, it's like a little mini city on the water, but you know. Do you so you get the reality of the ark when you see those kinds yeah. of, and, you know, vessels. And, and you see that um, the way it was built. You see, you talked about a, um, a, an ocean liner, mm. you know, and you said that it's a replica, and mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Now, just imagine if part of that. So we have the bottom of the boat, and then we have other levels, you know. Lower deck, middle deck, deck, upper deck, yeah. yeah. If the lower deck was anything to do with under the water, Mm. then that would be a very scary thing if sharks or anything were swimming around near the the boat. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the visual would have distracted. I'm getting what you're saying. So the Lord never wanted them to look out. Never, because they had to look up. Ah. They had to look up because the scene wasn't very good outside. Mm. And just before we go into a break, our scene is not very good at the moment. No. And we could be tempted to look out. Yes, we could. So you're, you're really, really, you know, encouraging us. The Lord's given us one window and that's up. Yes, so let's talk about that in the next part. I can't wait to unwrap this. All right, we're going to go into a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this waterproof spiritual window looking up from where our help draws nigh. Hello to our Portals family and Talk family listening in. We are so encouraged and so blessed that you have joined us once again to listen to the Portals podcast. I hope that you've been super blessed by what you've been listening to. I know that it's going to impact and transform your life. 
And so uh, we are just praying for you and keeping you covered in prayer. Moving forward, as things have changed, our schedule always changes with dealing and moving through this pandemic. So we wanted to let you know of a couple of updates that have uh, been changed and we hope that will serve you better. Tuesday at 8pm, we have our City Watch prayer meeting and this is the engine room of our church. We are not stopped praying and we are not stopping moving forward. So we encourage you to join us for our City Watch prayer meeting where we're going to pray for our nation, our city, our government and all that God is doing as he moves us through this crisis. So you can join us via our Zoom online chat or our Zoom online web conferencing virtual meeting room. And uh, the links for that will be posted in all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, or if you want to email, you can email info at talknyc.org. To join, you can join via your web camera, via your phone or your um, tablet or device, or you can even call in via a phone number if that's easier for you. So we encourage you to join us and uh, be a part of praying and seeing um, the window up, which is Jesus in this situation. God bless. It's heating up in here. So we better go in the ark. Yeah. Into our cocoon. We're going straight back in. Oh, wow. We're not even going to have a little taste? No, we're teasing them till the end. I'm forming a jingle. Don't worry. I'm getting so much, you know, inspiration and revelation based on what you're saying. It's so powerful. You were talking before the break about the importance of there only being one window in the ark. Can you just, you know... Uh, well, I, I, I know that um, uh, I'd rather have Pastor Tony just give us some scripture on yes, this. Yes, please. And there is probably so much scripture on getting your eyes above, mm. on things above. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, well, the way the Lord commanded uh, Noah to build this ark was... Uh, it's out of Genesis 6, verse 13. God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, mm. for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Mm. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits and its height 30 cubits. You, will, you shall make a window for the ark mm. and you shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark on its side or in its side and you shall make it with lower, second and third decks. So right there we have a basic idea of how this ark looks like inside and out. Mm. The The main entrance has to be large enough to fit the larger creatures in there, yep. which includes the giraffe, the the elephant, the hippopotamus, the yep. buffaloes, yep. all that. Yep. So it, it would be an elevated door above what we call the, the draft line or the water line. Mm. So it had to be high enough so that it wouldn't leak when the, when the draft, you know, with the sh of the ship mm. was in in water, so my lord, the lord is detailed. Yeah, he it's, knows. It's thirty. Knows. It's uh, thirty cubits is around about I would say a uh, hundred feet high. Wow, something like that. A cubit a cubit is the average size of a man's arm. So um, 
the door would possibly be about 30 feet um, high from, you know, the hull of the ark. And so it'd be just above the waterline, uh, you know, once once it reached its draft. Mm. Um, and the window, it's not like a window that we would imagine. It would have been uh, one long, thin, uh, like, cavity at the top of the ark where it was roofed, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Lord, he says, there would be a cubit length between the roof and the top of the window. So it was right at the top. You couldn't look out of the window to the sides. And that's no, the point. That's the key. That's the point Pastor's making. Wow. It, it was for ventilation. It wasn't for observation. Oh! Okay. The reason being, and I know Pastor's going to draw more out of this, you could imagine when the floodwaters start to arise on the earth. Unfortunately, and and this probably would have been a little bit eerie for Noah mm. and his family. Yep, yep. They 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 possibly would have had people scratching at the sides of the ship. Yep. You know, save us, save us. But by then it was too My late. My Lord, wow. You know, and they would have heard some of the cries of people stuck on high high hills or elevated plateaus that were the we got to get this visual we, we we see such a hollywood you no. know uh you know fantasized version no it would have been quite dramatic yeah quite, like everybody would have naturally traumatizing uh, people and animals would have tried to go to high ground once these floodwaters were coming up and they were coming up pretty fast wow it wasn't just the rain that was flooding the earth it, yeah that's it was, right it was water coming up from the ground yes, as well yes and 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 it was you know it was very quick but nevertheless it was gradual mm. and so you know the ark would have um, come off the off its base once it had become buoyant mm. and then it was under God's grace which way the wind was blowing which way the current was blowing and again the the grace of God that the ark didn't bump into a mountain or you know go or off a cliff or tip over, over. yeah top over wow. topple over. I mean, how many videos have you seen on YouTube where they, you know, where they um, they christen a ship mm. and they let it in the water and it and it goes sideways almost, it nearly sinks. Yeah, and and it was scary. Now I don't think it happened that dramatically because God would have arranged it to, you know, come up um, un- under the ark gradually, but it still they would have felt the movement. Yeah, there would have been a lot of swell going on. Remember, it's never rained on the earth before. Uh, Noah and his family haven't even seen a drop of rain until this day. My Lord, my and Lord. And they're thinking, is it ever going to stop? Because remember, it rained for 40 days and nights yeah. nonstop. Wow. 40 days and nights. That's a 40-day, 40, 24-hour cycles of rain. My Lord. Right? And then once it stopped raining, they it, it the waters covered the earth for 150 days. That's five and a half months. Come on, Pastor Tony. Hit us with five these numbers. Five and a half I months Lord. of the earth being covered completely with water. So if you add water. that up, that's a half a year. Jesus. And isn't it a reminder, Isn't wasn't the earth covered with water when God began creating? Yes, yes. Take so us back. So this is like a new creation. Yes. The so earth went into the cocoon. Yep. Oh. All for a purpose. Pastor. All for a purpose. All and the and purpose. the reason why, um, Pastor, you brought up the window, the factor about the window. Because because uh, 
you know, the devastation. Can you imagine just the devastation? Or even if the the, the window was just out above the water level, you would see people dying. drowning and mm. dying. No, God did not want that which was happening to be a distraction. They had to look ahead and they had to look above. Up, my Lord. Look up. They had to look you above. Said, you said something that is so powerful and I think we need to unpack that more. You said the window was not for observation but for ventilation. Yes. Yep. And that, oh my Lord, even just the spiritual meaning of that, what, when we're in our cocoon and when we're in our ark and when we're in that isolative kind of trial or circumstance, we always want to use the window up for observation rather than to see that he is the air that we breathe and it's the only life source that can give us, funny enough, talking about lungs and all of this pandemic, the breath of life. It's yes. not for observation. That just hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow. And, I know and it's more for consecration. Ah! This is Wait, the point. the jam button wouldn't work. Yeah. This is the point that Pastor and I want to make. Pastor, you, you're making the point that with what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, yeah I'd like to just maybe come Prophetically in Prophetically tie it in, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to bring what the Holy Spirit downloaded to me so I can upload it. And that is, he was telling me that uh, uh, we're being told certain things and uh, he'll reveal what is true and what is not. Come on. But uh, we're not to go um, looking because, uh, you know, uh, on our own, but be led by the Holy Spirit to find his truth mm. in everything. And so um, why, why would it say not, well, don't, you know, let's be curious and find out. Once you know something, you know it. You don't need to keep looking for it. You know it. You need to believe it. Oh, Jesus. So it's like uh, what would bring to us if we continued in that way? Just the lingering, like yeah. The lingering, just like those, uh, you know, Noah's family. If they could see what was going on outside all the time, mm then they get depressed. Mm. They get depressed. My Lord. Absolutely. And that, that wasn't God's idea at all. That wasn't his purpose. Every man was given a chance. When he preached righteousness, it was up to man to receive that righteousness. Mm. And it's still up to man to receive that righteousness. So... I sense very strongly from the Holy Spirit not to get distracted Come on. by too many reports out there. Come on. Because if we continue to get distracted like that, we'll become depressed. Because mm. we're looking out those windows yes. instead of looking up above. Oh, my Lord. And Pastor Robin, when does it move from revelation to information? Revelation means when God reveals it, not when you find it out. Yes, yes. So when it's in the hands of oh. God, it's a secret. Mm. And then when he chooses to put it in your hands, oh. it becomes revelation. And that's in Deuteronomy. Yeah, Deuteronomy 29. When he puts it into our hands, when he reveals it to us, then those secrets, those mysteries are revealed. But do you know what he does? He takes it out of his hands mm. and puts it in our hands for revelation. 
Wow. And I think I think we think sometimes revelation is when we find it out. Oh no. But it's when the Holy Spirit no, reveals that's it just to us. Curiosity. Yeah. Information. And I my Bible says uh, you know, in a book of Genesis, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge, knowledge. of ah. good and evil. My Bible says that too. <laughs> and I'm glad, but I tell you something right now, when you do that, you're gonna bear the fruit of that. Wow. Which is gonna be depression. Yes, it could be pride, but there'll be times when it's great depression, when you know so much evil. Yeah, the facts. Yes, you will become depressed. Yeah, because truth is a person, not a not fact. Not a fact. Uh. I just want to make a comment on that, because that's, that's something that you and I experienced on our honeymoon past, and I know you you don't like talking about this. <laughs> we we went on our honeymoon to Hawaii. Yes. On the boat. And we went on a like a, a trans island cruise. Yep. Yes. The 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 transition from Maui to the island of Hawaii, the largest island, the volcanic island, we got stuck in a storm. Mm. And the ship was a large ship. It wasn't a big, big, big ship. It was medium sized, but it was large enough. And and I remember when we sort of came into this storm, it was gradually building up, building up, and obviously you got sick, which is normal because it was you know going to the left and to the right very strongly at this stage. I remember looking out of the stern window, yes, where there was a lounge. I could see the the pool water in the going back up of the and ship down. Oh. spilling out of the pool. The ship had had been swaying. So vi- uh, violently to you know the bow and the, and 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 I shouldn't say bow from starboard to port that water was gushing outside of the pool and mm. emptying the pool. Wow! And I remember thinking, sight. I remember thinking, I'm just going to go back into the cabin with Rob because if I keep looking at yes. these waves, yes, and the ship and the horizon was horrific. I'm going to freak out. Wow. So that's what I ended up doing. And it's a lot easier just to handle a bit of sway than watching salt spray and wind and mm. furniture getting tossed about. My Believe Lord. me, the, when the Lord put them in the ark, he made sure there were no windows. So like Pastor said, they wouldn't get freaked out. This cocoon that we're in now with the world shutting down, mm. Only when the Holy Spirit leads you are you to look out that window. And bringing in what you said, Pastor Robin, in yeah, the uh, portal, gonna... you talked. Bring us, bring us into that. What he just said, because you talked about the dove I, and I the raven. I wanted to talk about there were two times on the ark. Yes, uh, that there was uh, any chance to see what was going on. Uh. The first one was the raven uh. when the raven was sent out, and of course the raven didn't come back. Now yeah. the raven's a flesh eater, mm-hmm. so there was no land, but there was a lot of flesh. Wow! 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 And so then that's a purpose, isn't it? When, when the flesh is being consumed. Jesus. Mm. And the other thing was, the other part was when the dove went out and they waited and the dove came back with a twig in its mouth. So there was 
a, a, a sign yes. of there was land. But with the raven, uh, what was the result of that raven not coming back? Do you think they skipped and jumped and laughed? And <laughs> no, they went into depression. Because oh. they had come to a place where they wanted out. Yeah, their expectancy was high. They wanted out. Yeah, yeah. And yet they didn't see the purpose. They did in the end. Yeah. Because finally the dove was mm-hmm. able to show them God's purpose. Now, I want to switch from that okay. and say that when uh, jo- Josh, I mean, sorry, Joseph was in jail, yes. there was a purpose in that yes. as well. Yes, But everybody said Joseph handled it great. He did. But he still became depressed. Mm. And that was why. And the reason why. There it is. There it is. Say it. The reason why is because he went ahead Mm. and asked the butler to tell, to remember him when he came before the Pharaoh. Jesus. Did he, did he go before God was ready? For him to oh go. my! So, in real retrospect, he started to look at the outside of the circumstances. Yes. So, by him saying "Remember me," remember he me. was trying to look out the window and not out the ventilation skylight to see yeah. where. <laughs> Instead of seeing it for ventilation, yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, he didn't. Wow. He just got depressed, and I'm not. No, I'm not no, judging. No, I, I probably I'm would have done judging. the same thing. Let me say this. I'm not judging, but we can waylay something in our lives if wow. we don't leave it to the true purpose of God. I have to let that flesh snap, crackle, pop, because that is just So I, I think we come down to uh, facts are not truth. Facts are just things that say what's going on, but they're not truth. Truth is Jesus. Mm. And if you're going to see truth, you've got to look up. Yeah. So, Pastor, give us some scriptures there for looking up, please. Well, um, there's one in Colossians uh, where the apostle uh, is trying to encourage the church from... um, you know, not being earthly, not having their eyes down on the earth so much. But um, I think we'll, we'll cover most of it after the break because um, I'm, I'm getting the wind up. Yeah, because we've been going, like I've been losing time because this has just been so powerful. You know, you said something, and I want to hit the audience with this before we leave. When you look at facts, you'll always see people as t- um, s- statistics. Yep. But when you look at truth, you'll always see people as souls. Yep. Anyway. Let's move into the break and we'll come back and finish this one off because we're looking up, we're not looking out. Hallelujah. Hello everyone, just uh, bringing you an update for our next uh, Connecting the Dots uh, teaching session. Uh, This coming Wednesday, yes, we've brought it forward from uh, Sunday to Wednesday, 7.30pm. And this week's topic is going to be the prophetic process. And so that's going to help a lot of people understand that 
uh, prophecy, once a word from the Lord is spoken by uh, prophetic uh, ministers, uh, the process begins. And so I want to encourage you to tune in um, this uh, Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. for the prophetic process. God bless. Hello again, everybody. Pastor Nate here, and with a special important update regarding Dipping Night and how we're uh, going to be conducting Dipping Night in this crazy time. So we are not stopping Dipping Night. Pastor Robin has given us the go-ahead, and so Dipping Night will now be moving completely online. So we are going to be opening registrations this week. We're going to be having our prophetic groups, our prophetic art, and our prophetic leadership groups all operating via our Zoom online virtual web conferencing so we are excited. This is going to be a new venture for us. So if you want to have more information, please go to dippingnight.talknyc.org or you can uh, visit our Facebook page and see social posts that will be posted shortly about it. And uh, we are requiring everyone to RSVP ahead of time so that we can just manage, you know, the um, people coming in. But yeah, we encourage you to join us because God is speaking in this time. There's not a shortage of the word of the Lord. He's speaking and we want to hear what he's saying. So go to dippingnight.talknyc.org and find out how to register now. Thank you. with a process it's forming in me in your isolation there's no procrastination only concentration to bring a spiritual formation so go into your cocoon because that is god's womb to transform you to new so you don't see the old you oh wow it's coming so mean awesome. you're gonna look different I'm gonna look different i'd you, like to look different but the key this. like you're bringing out tonight in this episode the key to looking different is you have to look up not look out that's right because pastor tony's going to hit us with a powerful scripture that uh explains this very point about joseph now let's let's just set this up we i mean i would probably say the same thing if i was in joseph's place because because he was innocent the, he was innocent was he? yeah was he was oh he? oh was he innocent? Ask yourself the question. Did he have a, a little bit of presumptuousness? And did he have a little bit of pride? I'm sure he did. So do we. Yeah. When none of us are innocent, it's the blood of Jesus mm. that cleanses us, not our action of the past. So maybe Joseph, even though he was innocent of crime that he had been, you know, um, accused of, he forgot the fact, but there go I for the grace of God. But where was his character? Was that innocent? Mm, where was the character sculpting? Oh, Jesus. I'm just melting. Portifer sculpted Joseph. Yes. yes, he did. His fellow slaves sculpted Joseph. Mm. Portifer's wife sculpted yes. Joseph. Oh. Yes, definitely. And... And Pharaoh's dungeon keeper sculpted Joseph. Yes. But um And here's one. You know who else sculpted Joseph? Was the fact that the butler forgot Joseph. Oh. That was the greatest sculpture of My them Lord all. Jesus. 
I can't take this. It's too much. I was going to read. Read it. I was going to. I was going to read. Um, you know, we we've brought out in the past how Joseph had just this little portion of his character that was still trying to save himself. And, yes. And and, yep. and we pick up. We pick it up at chapter forty of uh, Genesis and and verse fourteen. Joseph says to the butler after interpreting his dream, he says, but remember me when it is well with you and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. That was the the jailhouse. For indeed, I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews and also I have done nothing here that they should put me into the dungeon. Wow. So... Joseph was hoping that the butler would remember him when he got restored into Pharaoh's employ, but unfortunately, the butler totally forgot Joseph. Huh. But that that showed us that there was something in Joseph that was wanting to save himself. Oh my lord! And and it wasn't until two whole years later, the butler had completely forgot about Joseph. That's when the Lord determined, right, my son is ready for his coming out party. Yeah. And I'm using that yeah, not... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Not to... That's a know, true coming out party. It's a true coming out party. And that, that coming out of his cocoon, mm. right? His cocoon has been Portifer's house and the jail house. And when he comes out, he, f- he has these wings on him. He becomes the Prime Minister of Egypt in one day. And... Just to let you know, when he was in jail, there was no windows. So he had no idea what was going yeah, on. Yeah, oh my Lord. So he wanted, he wanted to know. He wanted to know. So he brought about trying to bring about a situation where he could know. You see, do you understand? When God puts no windows in your life, it's because he doesn't want you to know. My Lord. And the Lord just said to me, as you were saying that, um, Joseph's attitude of trying to save himself, he was like those people in Noah's day yes. that were swimming on the outside that tried to save themselves because they didn't run into the ark, which was the true salvation, which is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. So trying to save yourself is a hint of uh, independence. And uh, you can't be in the ark and save yourself at the same time. Wonderful. Whoa. Whoa, that's good. And Very trying good. to save yourself, like you just said, in the subportal will always take you back into depression. It will because because it gets you to, to start to look back. Uh. You start to look back instead of working where you are, mm. looking forward to a future. Yeah, wow. Yes. And I'd like to say at the moment there wouldn't be a lot of people getting to that point where they're looking for to the future. No. But there is a future. Come on, say this. There is a future because God hasn't said it's at an end. He has not. And so you need to receive this and see and wait upon the Lord and watch what he does. Wow. Wow. I just wanted to say, Pastor, um, what is, what is the window in that restricting cocoon that 
you know, or the lack of of the window. And I really believe it's, you know, you feel like you're in a a cocoon without windows when you're not understanding what's going on. Yeah, it, you. I think the key to it again is the word purpose. If yeah. you don't see the purpose, that's looking upwards will bring you an, a vision of the purpose. You'll see it. Yeah. But oh. looking out won't show you a purpose because you will be so distracted mm. by everything yeah. that's going on around you. Mm. It will take your focus off Statistics. the purpose. Mm. And, and part of part of God's sculpting is when when you don't know what's going on, you don't know where it's heading. There it is. You know, and and that's why the ark had no windows. Yep. Joseph had no window in the dungeon. You know, it was dark. It was it was moist. He he thought he was stuck there. Sort of like and, some pitch. And isn't it? Yeah, isn't <laughs> it the way in when we're in these fiery trials, we don't know what's going on completely. Mm. We don't know what where we're heading. We want a window to look out of, Lord Jesus. and there is none. There My is none. Lord. There's no window except up. And there's no window in this situation. Come on, say this. There is no window lest the Lord give us reveal it a raven uh. to check something out, or, or a dove, a dove mm. to land to take us out. Wow! My Jesus! I got to gen that again. Wow! The objective that I'm looking at personally is I haven't really fathomed the power of government until these last few weeks. The government has worldwide, governments worldwide have been able to close Mm. countries, their transport, their commerce. Something you'd never believe could happen. Oh my God, I, I never thought I'd see... Times Square totally empty. I think we've seen movies on it, and you. It feels like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it, does. it yeah. really yeah. does. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know. I have a piece in this. Yeah, because the government is on his shoulders, and not on their shoulders, that's and that's the, the window up. That's if we keep looking at the window out, we'll see the government resting on their own shoulders. No. but we have to see the governments are on his, his shoulders. shoulders, and that means then we look up. The mm. scriptures say this. Please give me some scriptures that I can say to the people right now. Luke 21, verse 28, 28, sorry. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up mm. and lift up your heads for your redemption draws Boy, near. No. Now get this. Redemption, not mm. just judgment. Mm. Redemption, redeeming something, not Destroying something. Come on. Another one is out of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If you were then raised with Christ, yep. which we were, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Come on. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. There we go. I've got to applaud that one. got to applaud that one. Wow. So I will say this, Pastor. There's something that people are doing there's something that the enemy is doing but more more yeah. more come importantly on, come on. more important what's the church doing what is god mm. doing and what's the church doing well that is what god is doing yeah. amen so 
what do we do? Are we going to concentrate on what the world or what the enemy is doing? Or what it, what is it that God is doing amongst his church? Yes. And I really think he's... What's his purpose? Yeah, he's drawing faith. He's drawing peace. I don't know about you, but I, I still feel very peaceful. Mm. I'm not in a panic, you know. And every time I pray, I don't get panicky. The Lord keeps telling me it's under control. I'm I'm doing things. And I will share with some of you either through a, a post or an email what the Lord's been downloading into me. Mm. But I just want to I just want to commend everyone for listening to the portals because I believe this is one of the end day um, avenues to yeah. prepare people yeah. through prayer. Now we Pastor and I gave a word a couple of portals ago about uh, Norway and Oslo. Yep. We gave a word about um, um, the downturn the, in the economy yep. in September of last year when we were we were um, doing our our um, season casting, season casting yep. um, service. And so again, it's not to big note anyone, but you know we 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 shouldn't be saying, "Hey God, what are you doing right now?" Yeah, because the Lord gave us some pre warnings about this was going to happen. Yeah. But these are one of those times when he does that, that uh, either the raven is being sent out or the dove. Mm. So it really so, comes down to, I, I hate to you know wrap this up because we could go all night because this is such a powerful topic, but we're going to come back with our prophetic friends and your prophetic charge. But Do you think we've given I them think, enough to encourage them? I think we have because you're, you're really saying... Whose report shall you believe? Yeah, it comes down because to Because the report that you believe determines whether or not you're deceived or if you conceive. And that's what the Lord just said to me. Because if we look up, then we'll conceive in spirit. We'll incubate what he's doing, who he is. But man, if we look out, we'll be deceived. Because we'll look at what's going on, the carnage, the desolation, all that stuff that you talked about in the ark. Can't look at that. Can't look at it. And there's a scripture that I want to really, really encourage the people with. Go for it. Charge them with as you're going in. Is this the last No, part? no. Give us this scripture and then we'll come back and hear your charge. Okay. But do you know, uh, I, if you could find that scripture for me, I quote it all the time. Lo, I am with you always. Yes. Not Even sometimes. Not sometimes. Mm. Not sometimes. Lo, I am with you always. Mm. even unto the end of the world. Mm. Now, when the end of the world comes... Matthew twenty eight twenty. Then he won't. But he is with us now. So stop believing that he is judging us and has left us. Because uh. then that would be the end of the world. And if the end of the world was is without Jesus, we're all doomed, but we are not doomed. Come on. We're gonna we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are not doomed. Stop looking out the window and seeing the doom. Yeah, see that we're not being doomed, we're being groomed. Amen. Wow, if you need to replay this uh, little and segment. Stay in your tomb. Oh, Jesus. Because you can't have resurrection until you stay in the tomb. And we're coming oh, up for Lord the cuckoo. Jesus, 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 bringing us into Passover, April 9th. It's the time for resurrection. Anyway, 
you need to listen to this segment again because there's a lot of things that you just need to have downloaded into your spirit. So I'm going to let you go and hit the rewind button. We're going to come back with your prophetic charge and our prophetic friends. Hello again, guys. Pastor Nate here, and I am bringing you an update on our Counsel by God class. No, we haven't stopped class. We've taken everything online. So we encourage you to join us Friday night. Yes, Friday. It's a new time. We will be streaming live from our Facebook page at 8 p.m. on Friday night. That's right. We've moved from Saturday and Thursday to Friday because now we are giving our chance uh, to our church to have their connect groups on Thursday and stay spiritually connected even though they're socially distanced in this time. So we encourage you to join us Friday at 8 p.m. on our Facebook page. It's going to be free of charge as Pastor Robin shares an important session from depression to joy. I don't think there's anything that we need to hear more in this time than that reamer from the Holy Spirit. So please get everyone you know, get them on Facebook, like, interact, share, react in the comments. It's free of charge. We want everyone to be encouraged and know that they can move from depression to joy in this time. God bless. Now we're going back in. We're going to hit him with the process. Oh, the process. This is a good one. Always good. Get your notebooks ready. In your isolation, there's no procrastination. Only concentration to bring spiritual formation. Go into your cocoon because that is God's womb. To transform into new so you don't see the old you. Living in the ark means sometimes it gets dark. You won't see ahead assumption breeds only death. The only way is up because that's the setup to keep you in your tomb so that you're fully groomed for when he says it's time he'll raise you back to life because if you leave too soon you'll travel back to doom don't swim in your own strength and try to save yourself looking out not up will tell you to give up if he reveals true news he'll ventilate through your roof so you release the dove and wait until he's done he will not forsake even until the end of age. There's no windows in the ark. There's only Jesus. So look up. Look up. Ow. I think we all should Ow. come in there. Ouch. Do that last bit and let's have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, look we'll do up. it again at the end. Look up. Look I, up. Yeah, I'm still forming the rhythm and the rhyme on that one, but that was a that was a jingle and a half. That was a ouch. That, that was, was a. a that was a big, big burn. For yes, the flesh. I tried to, uh, I tried to bring it in all the points that you were talking on. That was barbecuing <laughs> at the best. <laughs> Not allowed to have barbecues in yes. Australia. It's okay, but we're now we can barbecue the flesh. So, Dr. Robin, we have had a portal and a half. Yeah, and such a needed portal for this time that the world is facing at the moment because everyone is telling us to look out. I mean, we turn on the TV, it doesn't matter what kind of, you know, political slant you're on, you're being told to look out. But give us that prophetic charge that's going to encourage our people with that sealing of the Holy Spirit and His Word to our people and our listeners. I think that uh, what the Holy Spirit was really downloading the need to upload for those that are listening is uh, encouragement is the word mm. for the church and uh, 
please be encouraged by the Holy Spirit and see that it's not as a result of judgment. It's as a result of grace and courage and growth and love and relationship. This is a God that died for us. Mm. Jesus Christ died for us that we would be his bride. He's not divorcing us. He's married to us. Wow. 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 He's not divorcing us. He's married to us. I I can't. I can't. Let me just. You know. You know, when I said he's married to us, we're his bride. Yeah. We're his bride, mm. you know. We're not just someone that's going to get married. We're his bride. And, you know, when you get married, you don't get straight away divorced, even in this world. At least it lasts a bit long. <laughs> but, but with him, it lasts forever. Wow. Wow. I have to applaud you. So, listeners, I hope that you have been encouraged. I hope that you have been uplifted. I hope that you have been inspired and spurred on to look up in these times and not look out. But before we leave you tonight, we have some prophetic friends to talk to. So, Pastor Tony, where are we traveling tonight? The Lord's shown me Sweden. Wow. Okay. And... Just to speak to the Swede believers, um, your perspective is inspired by me, says the Lord, and your walk of faith will not bring shame upon you. There's so many in Sweden, the Lord says, that Mm. are moving in faith right now. And even though the world will ridicule you, judge you, the Lord says to his church in Sweden, I will bring honour because of your trusting me, says the Lord. Wow. Wow. Do you have a... I I actually don't have a word because I've just been so focused on hosting, but I can wait on the Lord. Yeah, just wait on the Lord. Uh, Encouraging thing before I get a word is... uh, um, Things I, I, I sense in my spirit, mm-hmm. things are going to unfold quickly. Mm. I know people say it's going to be a low, slow process, yep. but I can't pick that up in my spirit and I can only go with what God shows me. So I'm praying for the quick process. I'm praying for it. Come on. I'm not running ahead mm. and I'm not panicking and I'm not trying to escape or be rescued, but I just cannot get that it's going to be a slow process. I keep getting in my spirit things are unfolding quickly. Wow. And uh, I think maybe uh, as a result of that was another move by uh, President Donald Trump today when he released that medicine. Yes. Which uh, it came Three million out of, doses. Yes, came out of nowhere. Mm. And I think we need to see that because even in some statements now, there is a positiveness coming into it. Mm. And uh, one 
one person said, we don't normally report. I think it was uh, uh, Govern- Governor Pope. What's Cuomo. His, Cuomo. Mm-hmm. He said, um, I don't normally report on this, but he said, we need to report the people that are being released from the hospital. Yes, yes. And we haven't done that, so yes. we need to do that. And I think they're the things we need to grab a hold of and hold on to. Yes. That which is being released, you know, always honour mm. the dead. Mm-hmm and uh, feel the empathy and walk with people mm-hmm. that are going through that, the pain, and pray for them, church. But we also need to see mm. there is a light here, yes. a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that that's important. Yeah. So don't just concentrate on the one thing, but, you know, be balanced in this. Let the Lord show you things in this that will bring encouragement, mm. that will cause you to look up rather than looking out all the time. And and in saying that, I really want to say that there is a process taking place, the Lord says. I'm unfolding things quicker mm. than man thinks. Mm. But my church, my church... I commission you to hear what my spirit is saying about my timing, says the Lord. So take a hold of it, church. I'm unfolding and I'm unfolding quickly. Wow. 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 In my word, and I know we're going to come back to you to seal this, but uh, the Lord just dropped in my spirit. And it's funny because we're actually coming into a government census at this time as well. And the Lord would say to his church, just as I did with the times of David, when David took the census and he considered his own strength to pull him through and then the plague was released, the Lord says, if my church sees that it's not in the strength of your own resource, but it's in the strength of who I am and my power, as I told David, I will raise out my hand and I will arrest that assignment of death and the Lord says, as I arrest that assignment of death, you will see death be arrested as you proclaim who I am in the situation and you proclaim that your resource is not any government, it's not any man, it's not any system, but your resource is me, says the Lord. And remember, the government is upon his, his shoulders. shoulders. Wow, wow, wow. You well, know, I think, Pastor Robin, you were, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You wanted to say one more thing. No, I was just going to say, these are not just good, um, you know, things that we're saying. No. This is not just, oh, that's a good idea. Let's yeah. talk about that. This is Straight this from is heaven. Holy Spirit. Straight from this heaven. This is heaven communication. We're hearing from the Lord. I don't think, oh, well, I think we'll talk about that subject yep. tonight. And so that in itself is so encouraging. Yes, yes. It's a blueprint prophetically for what it's, God is and, laying out. And what's the encouraging thing? The Holy Spirit wants to speak about what's going on. Come so on. church. Hear what the Holy Spirit's saying because he wants to speak about what's going on. Wow. Wonderful. Well, this has been an amazing portal. 
You deserve another applause for this one because it's just been so powerful. And to finish us off, we are going to finish with this prophetic jingle. And you can jump in on the end like you said you wanted to. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Why we blow your mind? Here comes the process. It's going to happen again. In your isolation, there's no procrastination, only concentration to bring... S- Wait, I gotta do it again. I got too excited. Sorry. One oh, more don't time. Don't be excited. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sorry about double time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Double blessing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, let me calm myself down. Here we go. In your isolation, there's no procrastination, only concentration to bring spiritual formation. Go into your cocoon, because that is God's womb, to transform into new, so you don't see the old you. Living in the ark means sometimes it gets dark, you won't see ahead, assumption breeds only death. The only way is up, because that's the setup to keep you in your tomb, so that you're fully groomed for when he says it's time he'll raise you back to life because if you leave too soon you'll travel back to doom don't swim in your own strength and try to save yourself looking out not up will tell you to give up when he reveals true news he'll ventilate through your roof so you release the dove and wait until he's done He will not forsake even until the end of age There's no window in the ark There's only Jesus, so look up 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 Jesus, so look up There's no window in the ark There's only Jesus, so look up Well, listeners, I hope you have been encouraged beyond encouraged. I hope you have been spurred, inspired, pushed on to look only up. And uh, don't believe the report that you hear. Believe the report of the Lord. Until next time, you have been listening to... But obey the law of the land. And stay in your Goshen. Mm. And if you need to know why, you can go back to last week's Jingle and Portal and realize the reason for your Goshen. It's because that's the place that's chosen. God bless. We love you. We'll see you soon.